This is The Mystic Show, episode 187. Take a breath. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. My name is Chris Kerr, and I'm your host. We are here every Friday. Well, mostly every Friday. If we miss a Friday, then you know that either I was really busy or something came up, but I don't know. I I wish I could do every single Friday like I was, you know, getting paid a lot of money to do it. (laughs) But, um, But I'm doing my best. This show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and multi dimensions which is what we're going to talk about today. Energetic upgrading. Wouldn't you like to upgrade yourself energetically? I love that. If you practice the best of what we talk about on this show, it will make a huge difference in your life and in your spiritual growth. You can hear us as a podcast anywhere you hear a podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play. And here's the thing. With uh, the Pause Your Life organization, which is the sponsor and sort of sister organization to The Mystic Show, Pause Your Life, we send out an email every Wednesday and we call it the Midweek Pause. So you can sign up to get these emails every Wednesday. They're really short, but they're really powerful and it's just a great excuse to pause in the middle of the week and sort of regain your composure gather some energy and basically so you don't get carried away in the craziness of everyday life because by Wednesday sometimes you're feeling a little loopy so go to pauseyourlife.org and you can go all the way to the bottom to the footer and there's a link you can sign up for the midweek pause emails the midweek pause they're really cool emails with really powerful material Today, actually earlier today, I spoke with Yasmina. She's a friend of mine who's been, wow, practicing. Well, it's not correct to say she's been practicing spirituality for many years. She's been living it since she was, since she can remember. These days, she's very involved with multidimensional energy work. She does coaching and retreats. And she has been involved with the subtle realms of reality for many, many years. And we we have a great conversation about many different topics, actually. Apparently this fall and in the coming time frame, I don't know if it's years, this is a very conducive time to upgrade yourself energetically. We talk about receiving help from entities or beings from these higher realms or dimensions and how we can get messages and information or guidance from them. You know, I don't even think I can sort of summarize what we talked about. (laughs) You're just going to have to listen, but it's really deep. It's on another level. It's on another, another level. I really enjoyed the conversation and the way she explains these things is so simple and easy. It's really refreshing. And it it just underscores something that you may hear from time to time that this whole spiritual adventure and growing spiritually isn't as difficult as we may think it is. (laughs) We think sometimes that we have to suffer and go through pain and maybe it's a lot easier than that. Maybe it's a lot simpler than that. So, So here's my conversation with Yasmina. I'm happy to be uh, chatting with you, Yasmina. Yes, same here. And you're in Germany, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, in Munich. All right. So we're in a special time. It's, are we in a special time this fall? 
Yes. You said it's going to unfold over many years, but when did it start? It actually was planned, I think, quite some time back. It's always difficult to speak about time windows as such because they are planned from other dimensions. But um, the spiritual hierarchy has spoken about 2016 since, I think, um, beginning of 2013, very specifically. And there are many sources, many I don't know, but there are several sources that um, mention the fall of 2016. Um, and I think it's not only in the, in the spiritual realms, it's on going through all levels of our earthly life. So it's in politics, in social structures. And for somebody who's um, more psychic, who can see the energy movements, it's very visible. There is a movement under the, you know, the, the programming that holds together our reality that's being dismantled. And there are, energetically at least, um, many of those hardcore... Um, how should I say, yeah, programs, I would say, uh, structures that are being um, removed or remodeled. So there's a lot of energy movement underneath, which we don't feel as such unless we work in this field. And so it's, it's a necessary movement. Um, I, I feel reminded when I look at it of Fukushima. That was a very similar movement and as, as tragic as it was for... Um, all those souls that had to pass on to the other side. From, um, from a galactic perspective, it was a wonderful movement for the planet to unearth heavy, outdated structures that would limit our life experience. So it sounds, it sounds a little weird, but from an overall perspective, it's necessary to unravel those limiting structures that are still holding our world together. Does it make sense? Yes. And these limiting structures, and, and I know it's hard to put words around these concepts, mm -hmm. but these limiting structures, you mentioned the term multidimensional. How do you describe multidimensional? It's, um, see, the, the thing is always difficult to use words because it's all mental and we all have these preconceived notions uh, how we perceive reality in a rectangular way or in a round fashion. The only thing that I could uh, use here would be uh, the level of frequency. If you have, if you know about the alpha and the beta waves in your brain, and then there are other wave patterns and sound patterns also in this universe that are finer and finer and higher and higher in frequency. And that would be my marker if I would describe other dimensions. We, we, have, we have said that in other dimensions there may not be any density or any, any polarity, but I don't think that's totally correct. I think up to the sixth or seventh dimension there is a kind of a matter. There are plasmic fields and there is crystalline matter and there are f life forms. So it's only a, uh, a question of, of the level of frequency that we look at because there is no locality. <laughs> we always think in locality, you know, we, we hear in, in this polarity, we look at I'm in A and you're in B and there is a stretch in between and there's maybe another C. So there's always a, a time-space continuum. And that shrinks when we come to other dimensions because there's a different understanding of locality. It's all, in some sense, you can say it's all in the now moment. But even that is uh, limited when we think of it. <laughs> right. So there's no time and space. There's no, well, time, meaning that there's no past, present, or future. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. And, and so these structures that exist that are going to be broken down in this special time, are they, they must have been created in these other dimensions for them to be broken down. Is that correct? In some sense, uh, yes, because I think we should even not say they have been created, but we, in general, as as the beings that are here on the planet right now, we have, from a different level of ourselves, we have created this experience of separation and, um, yeah, polarity um, of of um, only the experience and density in in. Matter gives us a certain um, volume to expand or to 
enliven ourselves. So it's not bad as such, but because this experiment somehow pulled us in for a longer stretch so that we, in some sense, we pretend that we don't find our way out of this conundrum anymore. And um, so it's really necessary to reduce this um, separation um, programming so that we can remember that the, actually there is oneness. We remember who we are. We remember the real life force and the, we don't have to be in limitation. We don't have to be in lack. We don't have to be even sick. We don't even have to die in, in the old sense. So it's almost, you can say there's a um, there's a grit that is being taken off and the grit has kept us in a loop where we always felt in, you know, like one lifetime after the other lifetime and we're all separate. And so it will enable us, once this is gone, to, to understand reality from a different perspective within ourselves. Okay, and that's the opportunity each of us has during this time period, right? Yes. Well, it's been going on for quite some time. I mean, there's a preparation there was when the the old masters came in at the beginning of last century, and there were all various time markers where there was more expansion and more expansion. But um, this fall is um, really catapulting those who have already worked for it in that sense, if you can use the term work, if you speak of spiritual journey, or if you speak of those who followed the new age. So it helps us to in some sense, let go of our old misunderstandings of how we get to back to ourselves or back to the source. There is an energetic upgrading that if we are ready and willing to let go of our old identity, that we're being catapulted and I th into a new stage, into a new way of life almost. And I, I do think that many of us are having or have had this inkling of a new stage for their life, a new profession, a new workspace, a new purpose. And, but, but it hasn't been very clear because we always wanted to um, have a reference in this third dimensional world as it is, but it would never fit there. So, in that respect, it'll be more clear if we use that wave for us, where am I going? And we will feel more empowered. At least this is what I see energetically. Um, I'm not a prophet, but I, I can only see what I see right now. And I only know that not only my own guides, but the guides of some others have said, this is like a portal. The end of 2016 is a portal. Anyway, this year has been a year of disruption and a year of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that was happening quite harshly also, um, because the old ways have to be, it's almost like a wheat that I have to take out of the soil. And um, so that was already the signature of this year. But from this time onwards until the end of this year, it'll be playing out in the political um, and the financial worlds um, when this will be, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's pretty, we are pretty close, I would say. Interesting. And so this is an opportunity. So for individuals who are listening to this and they're not quite sure, like, what does that change mean? You know, if they're going to be energetically upgraded, as you say, well, it's not so much they're going to be upgraded. They have to, each of us has to do we have to put some effort into being upgraded or is it no. just going to happen? On the contrary. <laughs> On the contrary. At least my guys would say you've been struggling to evolve or to, you know, you've been working, quote unquote, on your path to enlightenment or to fulfillment or realization. And it's all been from your personal uh, level, your, your mental understanding, and it's all very limited. So the best way to deal with this is to allow... And to, in some sense, almost you can say, let go of all these interferences that, that we do from our personality level. That, you know, I'm impatient, I want this to go faster, I want this, I want to know what it is. And it's been uh, from a, a total context that may play out rather than 
as a resistance or as an interference, which is not conducive. So it's more like um, relax into this wave, relax into this movement and try to let go of too much of analytics and too much of mental processing in this. Yeah, that's definitely one thing that can be difficult for the ego is to let go of, you know, let go of our ties to this material world yes. and our likes and our dislikes and, and our job and money. Because look, if I'm going to be, if, if I have the chance to be energetically upgraded, that's fine. But at the same time, I still have my mortgage to pay, right? I still have my family to, I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult, right? At times, how do you, are we really straddling two worlds here? Yasmina? We are. We are. And that's been the bulk of my work. Uh, and that's where I say this is the expertise which is coming in at this time. It's not only purely spiritual in the sense that there's no connection to the material world. And it's not only new age where there is not much of volume in the depth of my approach. So there is a new, there's really like a new approach that brings all of this together. And where we can emerge from within. And this emerging from within um, asks us to really let go of the old ways of understanding reality and that I can discover that everything is steered and geared from within myself. And so the only invitation is to let go of my inner limiting programs and as you said the ties to your ancestral lineage to your culture to your self-understanding though this entire subject around um, identification and it is hard it is really it's almost like the cat catching its tail and the only thing we can continually do either we do energetic work um, or we just open ourselves up again and again to our higher selves and become available and empty ourselves out as much as possible. But it is, um, it's really a threshold that we haven't done, we have never done it in our planetary history as human beings. This is the first time in our own evolution where this is happening. And so it's, it's quite a steep offer and not many are ready for this, uh, for this leap, for this jump. Is this the same way that the previous masters and the previous sages who have come before us who have attained enlightenment and all this, is this how they've done it? Exactly the way you're speaking about? I, I don't think so, because they came like the avatars, they came with a particular purpose, with a particular um, job description, and they all left once they have fulfilled this job. And most of them, once they have reached their enlightenment, they uh, just left this plane because it is extremely difficult to keep yourself here when there is no quote-unquote karma left, when there is no density left. So you have to recurringly uh, create some density for yourself in order to keep your body here. It's it's very, very challenging because you're constantly frustrated with things, how they work here. So... This is our generation, and, and, and the, the, I'm saying the crew that has come in probably in the 50s or, you know, a little after that, where we, those who are listening to these things, those who are interested in, in this matter, um, they voted for, I want to stay, in the sense, I want to live through my enlightenment in my body. I want to see how the biology is... Um, experiencing this because this this earth plane is all about experiencing this is this is the the game here to experience and and to expand through experience so the the game now is um i want to sensually experience how it is to be an embodied enlightened master or enlightened being you don't even have to use the term master it's it's a completion and as I said, it's it's not been done before, so it's quite wobbly, it's quite strange, and it's it's difficult, it's challenging. But I think the more of us are saying, what the heck, I mean, I don't have anything to lose, um, let me just go for it, and let me just be open for it, um, because there's a lot of help out there from the spiritual uh, levels, and from 
the Ascended Masters or whoever, you know, is our team. We all have teams that work with us from the other side. Um, the, I think the, the only thing that is um, asked for is your willingness to expand and to be curious and to stay aware and not to get back into the slumber of, let's say, mediocrity or, you know, like, I can't do this anyways and I'm not interested. Um, so there is, I think there's a certain threshold when we have crossed that threshold, we can't go back. Then there's, a, there's always this, from inside, you feel that there's this call, there's a calling from inside of yourself that pushes you further. And it, it's, in, in a sense, it's not really a pushing, it's just a reminder of stay awake and stay aware and allow new things to occur and unfold in your life. Right. You mentioned receiving help from the spiritual realms. Uh, maybe there's entities there, maybe the masters who have passed on or mm -hmm. even greater masters. How does that help come to us? Like, how are the masters helping us from the spiritual realm? Because, I mean, look, most people, especially people who are not into spirituality at all, they don't, I don't know, they, like the way religion views God, right? He's some, you know, hundred foot tall man who's standing up <laughs> in the clouds and he's helping us or something. So what is it really like when you talk about being helped from the spiritual dimensions? I do actually think that more and more people are really awakening to this at this very moment. And um, I think once we have agreed that religion hasn't served us, and many of the spiritual so-called technologies and modalities have not helped us, because there's always been an intermediary, there's always been somebody outside of myself who tells me what to do, who tells me what to believe. Now, many people are frustrated with that, and that's a very good thing. And when we want to connect to something else, of course, my the, the priority is always my higher self, always, because that has to be your true north. But what we don't understand is how close those, quote-unquote, other beings are around us. We always think there is just empty air in the space that surrounds me. But if we really look within our, from our inner eyes, it's full. It's filled with beings and entities. And I'm not speaking so much, I mean, the fourth dimensional um, causal plane, it's, it may be a little filled with entities that you don't want to deal with. But once you are refining yourself and really become more positive and let go of all these um, polarities of the negativity, um, you can be sure that if you're really in pure intent, that there is an answer but the thing is that our mind is not trained in this way. Our mind would say, well, this is an imagination. This is, uh, you're telling yourself, because it has to come through our inner voice. It comes in words. Sometimes it comes in feelings or some synchronicities or images. But what we're not trained to, we were trained to doubt. This is, you know, the, the, the primal encodement for human life is you're not good enough, you're wrong, you're mistaken, you're sinful, you're off, whatever, you know. So our, our lifelong quest is to improve ourselves. And if we understand that this is no longer needed and that we're perfect in this very moment and we just open ourselves to listen to that inner voice or to listen to the synchronicity, we will see that there's a whole new world around, and you can call it dimensions, you can call it light world, it doesn't matter, it, it really doesn't matter. These beings, uh, when they're really evolved, and that's what I think, that because when, when you are out of a negativity and out of this um, sort of third-dimensional rat race, then there is a stillness, and then there you feel you feel that there is peace, there is light, there is love. And the only thing that separates us from this contact is our mind and is the doubt. It's that simple. Our mind and the doubt. Yeah. We're programmed to, to perceive reality through our mind because it's a, it's a binary 
perception tool. It's a polarity tool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The mind works in duality, yep. Right. So the mind has a hard time to even fathom that there's oneness. The mind cannot really deal with other dimensions or something that it can't perceive through your senses. That's how many humans, most humans are programmed. But when you go inside and you, you, you are getting familiar with your inner intuition, with your heart, with your gut feeling, um, all of this um, expands. And then your mind can follow up if you train it properly. <laughs> but the doubt only comes from the mind. A child, like when I was a child, for me it was absolutely normal to see the dragons and to see the fairies. And it was only when I went to school that I started to think that I'm only imagining. Mm. So if I'm a spiritual aspirant and the, the time is congenial now to my growth, um, and I want to start listening more to these inner promptings within myself, one of the things I might not be sure about is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, what words, what feelings, what images do I see and hear? Mm. I'm assuming that there's there's really no nothing wrong that you can hear, right? Because everything coming through from higher dimensions is, I'm assuming, based on love. But uh, is that true? Um, I think that will be um, a sign of differentiation because in the beginning there may be some um, how you say that um, some reflections from lower planes when you feel there's fear coming in or there is you know you feel agitated um, then it is absolutely surely a sign that this is from the lower astral planes and we are in our reality today we are also um, surrounded by these scala waves and by those whatever frequencies um, that are not really conducive. So I think if you want to start training yourself or, or operating in these domains, you need to know that the real, that, that the truth, whatever is meaningful for you or could be a guidance, has to have the feeling of love and light and peace and calming and. Um, yeah, I mean, there is this signature in yourself that can very clearly decipher whether this is true or not. And I remember when I was starting out with my healing technique, where I was using the pendulum, for example, to use um, the resonance therapy, I used to always ask, is this a true? Is this true? <laughs> because sometimes information will pop in, you know, um, and if we are not trained in the beginning, it is much better if we start to, um, you know, experiment with that and not be afraid that sometimes there may be a pop-up of something that we don't want to hear. And only how to, do, to find out what is conducive for me, you need to ask your heart and you need to really feel, is it calming me? Is it filling me? Is it soothing me? Then this is the truth. Right. Yeah, and I've, I've, in my own experience, that definitely that discrimination that I have or that discernment becomes more accurate over time, or it becomes more clear, I should say, not accurate. It becomes very clear if you can calm down and become still and think about whatever message you just received, hmm. you, you do. There's a distinct different feeling when it comes from love and light and peace and wholeness as opposed to, you know, from fear <laughs> and lack. Yes, exactly. And what is what is conducive at this moment in time? Because I just remembered that in the 80s, uh, my, my teacher used to say, when, when you get an, uh, an intuition and you're not sure, you know, allow it to come three times. If, it, if it's persisting, it's true. <laughs> mm. But that was a time when the density was so 
so much more in even until 2012 it's it's not been easy to you know there's been so much of also attack and uh, so much of distortion but that's what i'm saying the wave that is carrying us at this moment um, is really conducive because the veils are thinning they have to thin because they're thinning with their dismantling of those programmings that i spoke about before the programmings are there they're sometimes in our biology they're in our like in the in the neurons in our brain they're they're actually you can see that they are the sheets black or gray sheets that prevent us from really a work in synchronicity that um, continually um, sort of project on us that there is a difference and there is a distance and there are projections so all this programming is hardwired in our biology but it's also hardwired in our overall reality, what you call the material reality. And so as this is being worked on from the other planes, um, the, first of all, the frequency is uh, rising. So our own frequency in the, in, the, in the body is rising and our ability to perceive um, the subtle fields or perceive more through intuition even. So suddenly I know, well, this I shouldn't do. I don't know where this knowing is coming from, but I'm pretty sure I can't reverse that. This is an effect of the, the rise of vibration on the planet. And so the veils that have been there for a long time where we couldn't perceive our own guides, where we couldn't perceive higher dimensional beings that are here to assist us, this time is in some sense ending but if you as a person persist that I don't want to believe this, I remain in that, you know, duality game, that's also accepted. It's, this is a, that's really, a, we are in a world of free choice and free will. So all those individuals who want to remain there, it's, it's perfectly okay and accepted. But I think there's a whole bug and a, and a growing number of individuals who are, want to go further, who are tired of that uh, um, separation game. Mm. I want to ask you about action. And if does it really matter what actions we take in the physical world? I mean, I know I shouldn't go and kill other people. I mean, that seems obvious. Mm -hmm. But whether I go take a walk in the park or I watch a movie or, you know, I travel to a state park, does it, do our actions have an effect on us or are there certain actions we should not take or anything like that? It's an interesting question. I've never had that. I, I rather look at it from a point of choice. That's been uh, a problem, quote unquote, for me, because I always felt, do I go right? Do I go left? And until the last minute, I didn't know. <laughs> and it's it, when you come more and more into the now moment, it really, does, you know, it un unveils itself that it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I think the choice, if we come back to our own authority and our sovereignty within our own life that we don't have to have somebody who tells us you go right, you go left. Then the question of choice comes in and that's Many individuals have been stopping here or hesitating here because they're waiting for some authority to tell them, okay, you can do this, you can do that. And once we've understood that we have to go with the flow and um, we know in that moment, yes, I want to go out to the park and that's what I choose. And there's no meaning to it. I think we've been, that's also an aspect of the mind that always attaches meaning to things. I think when we come into the synchronistic, uh, synchronistic lifestyle where there's just the flow, there's just the no moment, it doesn't matter. Everything is essential experience and everything is beautiful. And it takes out that, that charge of a meaning. Oh, the charge, I have to do this and I, I must do this and I will lose out if I don't do this. This all falls away and it comes back to my choice as a, as a sovereign being. Um, I choose this, so my energy flows here, and my energy always supports me. This is what we have forgotten, that this reality wants to support us, and the energies want to support us. And there's no, there's no meaning in waiting for something, or waiting for uh, an opportunity to do something, because I choose it. And then the energy supports me with that. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, and it also... May, I, I want to ask you, why is it, does it seem difficult for 
individual human beings to claim their sovereignty? Is it is it because there's too many choices or uh, yeah? Why is that a, seem to be a problem? I think there are a couple of things. One is what, what that we are initially our self-understanding in the human life form is that we made a mistake because we disconnected from source and we ended up here in the body. There's something wrong with me. Mm. And so we've been ongoing for millennia to search for somebody else to bring us back to source. And this is funny because it's a game of, eventually a game of energy theft. Give me something, so I give you something, so there's a trade in energy trading and it doesn't work. So, but because of this programming, which is part of what, I said also for the general reality, there is a deprogramming right now and a decomposition of all these old old ruts in which we have lived. So one of the old ruts in ourselves is that I am not able to take on this responsibility of choosing for myself. I would end the game which is the game of me, poor poor me, my poor victim me in this terrible reality. And I discover I'm the creator of all that. It's a big thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a, oh, I don't know whether I can accept that, um, that greatness within myself. So we come back to this old term that our greatest fear is the fear of our own greatness, our own expansion. And that is very similar to to discover my own sovereignty. I have nobody else to blame for my bad luck. I have nobody else to ask what to do now. Because even if you have your spiritual team around me, which I have since 2003, a very specific team that works with me or that works through me also, do you think they would do some any de- decisions for me? If I go there and ask them, there is nothing. They, this recurring, you take your choice, you take your, it's your life, you are the sovereign being, you are the, there's only one creator and that creator is working through you. But the old, again, I must use that term, programming of most humans is, I'm separate from things and I am, receiving something from outside instead of understanding no it's coming out out from me it's emerging from me and then there is nobody else to ask and nobody else to blame and it's a tall order i agree it's a tall order (laughs) and that's probably why we hesitate yeah especially when some of the choices you make you might end up getting negative feedback from other people about that and so or you might be condemned because of the choices mm, you make. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's not, not fun. Not only maybe. No, I think <laughs> it's programmed. Again, this is why most humans don't dare to st- step into their sovereignty because it will always provoke a lot of resistance, a lot of counter force because we are we are so much used to live in communities especially since the atlantean time where everything was standardized and we're all in groups we're all in communities and but again this is also um serving so much in into this war energy because there's one group against the other group and it all comes back to the separation game. So when we want to go into our own sovereignty, we have to be clear that it will not find lots of applause in your environment because everyone will be upset with you. It's a consequence. It's, it's something that everyone will tell you, including the masters, that they have to go through the dark night of the soul because they feel all of a sudden they feel totally alone. Fortunately, today, there are more and more people who discover that. Right. So how do you get through the dark night? How do you deal with other people's negative response to you? Mm. Self-love. It all comes back to self-love. And it's one of the most difficult tasks for everyone here in in the human body. Once you are on the other side, you are nothing but self-love. There's nothing else. But because of this, um, what we chose here in this reality, um, it's all reversed. Actually, I'm always wrong. I'm always the last. I'm always, I have to make up. I have to serve others so that I get credits from the, you know, all this uh, old stuff. But self-love is the only real... 
everything boils down to this point, and that's the only means to cross this threshold, and again and again and again, because you will find out that you are your own worst enemy. The others outside are only reflecting your own self-doubt and your own self-negation, your own self-reproach, whatever you want to call in terms, it's an energetic thing where we are not used to expand ourselves into complete, total, and unconditional self-love. So if I had complete, total, and unconditional self-love, then if, if I get negative feedback from the people around me, or I get um, condemned by people around me, then it, mm. it won't really affect me, right? You would love them too. Because there's nothing that is lacking. You will be overflowing with self-love. If you really reach there, if you really come to true self-love, you are connected to the source of all that is, and it's flowing all the time. There is no blockage, there is no limitation, and you can overflow. And you can understand why the other person attacks you or, or criticizes you, because they haven't found out that secret yet. So you can be compassionate. Because compassion, in some sense, is um, the alternative to self-love. If, if, if I'm not able to love myself unconditionally, I can use at least some kind of a compassion that I'm not there yet. Right. So, I, self-love, can you elucidate that a little bit? I mean, self-love, if I am able to achieve 100% self-love, what, what am I doing? Like, what is that? It's a state of being. It's a state of connection because in that state when you're dropping sort of like actually you can't make it you're dropping into that state of oneness and then there is no term of self-love or not self-love it's just a condition of being where you see that you are everything that makes sense and in this everything there are some people that make war some people that make love some people that destroy themselves and everything is in wonderful perfect order because it's, this is what it is I'm reminded of many people, including myself and, and possibly you as well, who, when we sort of feel these higher thoughts or these higher concepts and we want to, you know, improve spiritually or move towards enlightenment, whatever, we, we sometimes feel the compulsion to teach other people mm. and maybe even help other people. And I know that in the material world, most times when someone says, ooh, I want to help other people, it's, yes, they might be helping some other people, but mainly they're just feeding their own ego, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> so how does that work in this? Like, the, how, how does the spiritual master or the, the enlightened being serve other people without it affecting their ego? That's a wonderful question. I really love this because it's it's really a, a test, um, a lachmus test, you say. Um, it's because um, th there has been a time, and I, I know from, from my life, where I felt I really, really want to be unknown. I want to be somewhere in the back because the work that's going on through you, it serves vibrationally without having to have a name or a label or a method. And it was really right until now. Now is the time when those beings, and, and I say it's a, it's a new generation of beings that don't teach, because they only, in some sense, share their light. And whoever feels attracted, because there are some things to complete, some things to unearth, some things to unlock, they share. And... Um, there, there is, there, sometimes there is a level due to the frequencies, but there is no difference in the true sense. So it's more a vibrational game. And you, I think it's okay to um, just say, I am that and that for, in, for terms of locality or identification of some sorts to be uh, seen. And then it's very important, I think, that you take this as a game. <laughs> it's a game you know it's, it's just like to learn how not to take the personality as as the key 
the the personality is almost like you can say it's a faucet like in the in the the kitchen sink and the water is flowing through you're not the, you're not the water and yet at the same time you're drenched with that water and you just pass it on but i think like in my case it's been my teacher who has at least uh, in parts helped me to erase this and this um being attached or glued to an identity or identicality and i do think that many people like me and you are tired of that identicality because it's small it's old it's t- it's it's ugly it doesn't really serve a purpose the expansion into a new life form and this is exactly what is happening right now this is what is wonderful and this is what what erases the ego or any kind of power game for that matter uh, automatically because it's it's boring it's, it it doesn't work anyways if i can speak about myself i've been prolonging this need to hide and not to be visible and not to be identifiable for too long until my team was literally kicking me in the butt and <laughs> saying we are tired of this uh, you are needed and you need to be identified and you need to step up and you need to speak about this and there are certain things which i've never would have spoken about until just a few days ago where i i you know it i was so obvious for me that they told me you have to do this you have to do this because it's also a kind of an ego game to say i'm no one i'm so humble <laughs> i'm so nothing so that's what i'm saying the solution is to see it as a game like an actor you know like so what it doesn't matter whether i'm like this or like that but i'm here i'm here i'm present I'm, you know, you can see me, you can, you can identify me. Yes, I feel that too. That hiding, hiding in the background is, is like the first step <laughs> when, when you kind of, you don't want to put yourself out there with any ego, but then after hanging in the background for a while, I also feel that it is time to step up into the foreground. And when you step out into the foreground, you don't have to do it with ego. You can be out there and even be identified, but there doesn't have to be this ego. So when you describe it as a game, I really like that. The ego is uh, something that really um, nobody of us, I mean, nobody likes it. it it's so, <laughs> I mean, even though we have to befriend it because it's part, again, it's, it's part, it'll be part of this game. So you can kind of like, like the fool, you know, in the tarot cards, you have the fool, which is the number zero, which has no denomination as such. It's just the fool. It's just playing once here, once there, once there. It doesn't take itself so serious. And so I think if we meld this all together, it comes to fulfilling our contract in some sense for being here at this time on the planet with whatever we bring in as a unique and wonderful signature that we are and this is what completes the entire plan otherwise you know we would we can either just live our life in a, this repetitive mode or i don't know i mean I, i don't see any other option at this moment other than to step forward and say here i am you know and that's it <laughs> right yeah you have to be what you are in the mm-hmm. material world as well as mm-hmm. in other worlds so this contract and this plan that you're talking about that individual human beings have when they come into material world what is an example of 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 this you know it of course in quotes contract it's not a real contract but what what do you mean by that and what's an example of that I do think that we all make a kind of a blueprint for our sojourn here on this planet before we we incarnate. And um I've I've seen it in several of my clients, you know, what this is and then we are very great in forgetting what it is. Um and it's I think it's just like a roadmap um how we will play our life here what we wanted to complete as um lessons i don't like this word so much but complete in terms of experiences and to really f- um get the picture into this balance into this wholeness and um but what i meant in this context of um purpose at this point in time is for many of us to 
co-create in this expansion into a new earth, into a new world, so that we can help others to remember these contracts that are definitely there, because otherwise we wouldn't be here. We all have a roadmap. Maybe not every one of our, how many billions are we now? I don't know, um, has a, a plan in awakening humanity. But that doesn't matter. It's enough if a few of us are doing this. And um, so it's, it's really like um, a manual that we can unearth, that we can remember at one certain point where we know this is what I wanted to do and this is what is the the, the talent or the quality that I bring in uniquely without which this reality would miss out on what I am adding to this reality. It may not be in the old context of I'm an opera singer or I'm an artist or um, whatever, you know, that we, we may surely not be in the old third dimensional programs and work descriptions. For the new earth, it's much more vibrational, it's much more light-based, and dif different to describe with words. And I think this is only what is emerging right now. We will, our world, our reality will look very, very different in a couple of years. Very different. And then, you know, if, if, if you can use that example of an iPhone, if, if in 1995 you would have spoken about an iPhone, nobody would have understood really what this device would be. So I think we will have many, many new um, new areas in our lives that we can't describe yet. Right. I totally agree with that. I mean, it, it's amazing what 20 years, in the last 20 years, how far we've come just technologically Yeah, that you can't even imagine. And then think 20 years from now, it's hard to, th to think that way. But I do mm. also believe that, you know, spiritually speaking, that the vibration is going to be raised, that folks like you and I and everyone listening is going to play some part in changing the world on a on a deeper level, not on the surface, not with yes. iPhones and this kind of thing, exactly. but but in a almost in an exactly. atmosphere, like the whole atmosphere of the earth mm -hmm. is going to be lighter and more based on reality. <laughs> or oh, what we say about reality. Uh, what, what those who are yearning for uh, a new reality mean. Because I think there are many, many uh, humans and societies out there, when they speak about reality, it means that you are crazy with what <laughs> you're speaking about. This is reality because this is material. This is what I can measure. This is what I can, you know, take a photo of. And I do see also that technology will take over lots of these arenas in our lives. But I agree, you speak about spirituality, and um, that's what I'm saying. I think it all moves into this oneness grid for those who are ready for it, and, and, and those who are, have this in their life contract or in their description. So what when a lot more human beings start moving toward this oneness and start becoming enlightened and there are more and more human beings that are, you know, exploring and discovering these realms or these dimensions or whatever. What, let's say we, we move up to that level. Is that where it ends or is there like more levels above that or where, where are we on our journey then? No, this, I don't think it will end. I think what is the exciting part is that on this planet, um, we haven't, done something like this before and it will affect the entire galaxy so of course all that is will always expand and will always shift and change there is no end to it but i think in terms of what we speak about now in terms of what we can grasp and understand there is a totally new um there's a totally new life situation or life form as uh, humans on this planet. And there, I mean, there are people that speak about um, that this planet will uh, turn into a star. 
I, I don't know what to say to it because I'm, I'm not an expert in this, but it, it makes sense to me because a star would have more light. But even this may be terminology. I think that it is for now to complete this sector of the galaxy and to, to really help it to um, ascend. Because there was a time in, in my life where it wasn't sure whether this planet would survive. I mean, it was right. only after 87 where we could be sure that, or not even sure that that was a new movement, but it was still there, uh, the option of a total calamity and a total Armageddon. And it's only because of the expansion of consciousness and more and more individuals like us moving towards the light and, and um, allowing themselves to be transformed that this calamity was, uh, was no longer on the horizon. And even uh, 9-11 was still a marker where it could have been still a third world war, which would have been fatal. But because of you know, so much of input from the other realms and our own co-creation, our own cooperation um, as humans. And there may be, a, may be a very small group, it doesn't matter. It's not so much only the quantity, but also the quantity is, is uh, the, the critical mass has to be reached, um, that this was um, prevented. And now the horizon looks totally different. Now what we had do in, in, in fall 2016 is a real upgrading of the planet and um, our destiny can change. So it I find this is very exciting. It may not be for every human alive on the planet today, but for those who who are looking to this direction, yeah, it's it's going to be a very exciting journey and a lots of options that we don't even think of today. Right. So I have one final question for you, but before I ask you that final question, which I'm excited to ask you, by the way, hmm. it's a little surprise question. I mean, all these are surprise. We didn't talk beforehand. Yes, they are. <laughs> this is just conversation. Um, mm. Where can people find you online? Because this fall, and and I'm sure going forward, that you you know you offer some courses and retreats, and you offer coaching, and you offer a lot of things. But where is one place where people can go find you on the web? There is uh, one page which is not going to be there for much longer but for the time being i think we can um, mention this is called uh, energized-products.com and we have an actual site for some seminars coming up that's called crystallinelightbody.com that's a specialized page that my assistant put up right now and there is also a link that they can contact my assistant Helvi uh, for whatever sessions if they have any questions um, for you know upgrading their biology or getting coaching or things like that she is more than happy to um to help with the email and with any contact. Okay, good. And if you're listening and you didn't get to write that down, I will have the links to the, all those websites on the this episode page on themysticshow.net and it's episode 187. So, Yasmina, there are a lot of us out there in life and I definitely include myself, you know, we want to grow spiritually. We want to become what we should become which also involves a lot of unbecoming mm -hmm. and cleaning and dropping our baggage. Uh, life is not always fun. Life is many times painful. And sometimes you do feel alone and you do feel that you need some words of wisdom. Yes. So what would you say, what message can you give to everyone out there who's listening, who they like what we're talking about, they're totally on board, but they're just living life and it's, it's not easy, you know, There's, it's just not easy. So what message can you give give us? Well, yeah, I think it's not to give up and to stay alert and to be very, very focused in your choice for yourself. And the choice for yourself should be unbashedly um, self-empowerment. And it can come over sometimes as... I'm really pissed with all of this, I'm frustrated, I don't like it, but empower yourself to be intolerant because we are not here to neither to improve this reality nor to approve it. We are here on a journey towards ourselves and reach out for others. There are more than you think that feel like you, they may not be in your close friendship or family because this is due to your old 
um, your old contracts or your old karma, whatever that is just here in your in your life. But reach out, and you'll be surprised how many share your vision. And the more you open yourself up for this, the more you will attract. And don't forget that it is you who is attracting your possibilities and your situations and if there's some crappy stuff just be tolerant with yourself just be compassionate with yourself and allow it to move out don't give any importance um, it's, it's just moving out as a cloud moves out but keep your true north that it is all about you uh, embodying yourself in this reality you're needed wow i love that so thank you so much yasmina this has been a wonderful chat Thank you. It was a wonderful give me the opportunity. <laughs> and how do we say thank you in German again? I forget. Vielen Dank. Okay. Vielen Dank. Danke. And how about the language of light? Is there a thank you in that language? No, there's only namaste. <laughs> namaste. I, I okay. love this namaste, namaste. Yeah. Yes. Thank you again to Yasmina for a wonderful experience so much to hear and allow it to sink in and really meditate on it and really feel it. So I'm really happy about this episode. I hope you are too. I'm, I'm sure you are. So I don't want to talk too much. So we will see you next week. And until then, keep shining. Keep shining.